I'm Brad. I'm Justin. And I'm the Cinemaiden. We're just three friends hanging out, chatting movies. We are the Cinema Guys. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to a brand new episode of The Cinema Guys. We are doing something really special this week. Ooh, special. That's a good one. We are currently sitting inside the Esquire Theater recording our podcast, which is... Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Recording? Thanks. (laughs) Brad's also wearing a red shirt and little kids' earphones. Little kids' earphones, yes, because I couldn't find my other ones. (laughs) Yes, we are joined by Seven Hills... High school, which is a local Cincinnati high school. You should check them out because their lacrosse team was really good because they beat my son's lacrosse team by a lot. Um, <laughs> to all our lacrosse followers out there, um, and you like to go to high school sports that you don't know any kids at, you should go check it out. Um, anyways, we are joined by, uh, they have a special class that's talking about sci-fi movies. Yes. And we got to go to the Esquire to Esquire! watch uh, the original 1968 Planet, Planet of, the, of apes. the Apes. How old were you in 68, Brad? Uh, yeah, I was probably, what, 15, 16? You are not yeah. old. I was negative, uh, <laughs> negative 10, negative 11. Wait, I was... You were negative 16? like 40. Yeah. I was negative 7. So we are going to talk Planet of the Apes. Oh, I, why am I doing this? This is your... I don't know. I was just you letting it roll to do yeah, what we're doing, Justin. I was like, oh, wow, I can sit back for once and, and not have oh, to do I all this. I don't want to talk. But you pretty much covered it all. We're gonna do. We're gonna start things off with the top this of top sci-fi films, and then we'll talk Planet of the Apes, and then at home recommendations. All right, let's jump into top this. So our list is. We were actually debating on how we used to get really specific. But I was like, maybe I don't know who's seen what, because I know what Ashley is not seen, which is almost everything and what Brad's seen. So we're just going to do our top three (laughs) sci-fi movies ever. One caveat, though, does does, uh, the Star Wars count as one film? Or does it count it as like one yeah. film? One yeah, film? Big, no, you can't say all Star Wars is one film. No, that, no, that no, franchise. No, no, no. The franchise. No, we're not doing. I, that's no, what no, I'm saying. The whole you franchise doesn't count. You have to pick. You have one to pick like the Empire or something like no. that. You no. can't yes. say. No. Yes. You can't say the Mummy and I want all four and no, the Scorpion that's King. Cheating, because then you could say like Star Wars, uh, one, two, and three are my favorites, or Star Wars. They could be. Well, if those really are your favorites, you get to say that. But you just don't get it counted no, as a franchise. No, it should be franchise. Only. Like you Harry can't Potter. You can have more than one franchise in your list. Oh, well, that's a weird rule. Yeah, it is. That's not. <laughs> only one franchise. So if you pick Star Wars Here's and you the want deal. Planet Individual of the Apes, you want to pick films one of the films. and movies only. Does anyone. You see, how, you see how feminism works on this podcast. As no. the, the cinemaster, I say one film in oh, the franchise. Gosh. Do you guys want to go first? Uh, say your name. No, and let's then, let them introduce themselves first. Oh, we should do should that first? Yes. Well, okay, yeah. why don't they introduce themselves as they do their top list? There we go. Yeah, that so works. That. That introduce works. yourself and then your top three sci-fi films ever. Hey, my name is Mikkel. Uh, my top three sci-fi films ever. I can't order these because I'm really indecisive. Alien, original, 2001 A Space Odyssey, and to spice it up a little, I really think Everything Everywhere All at Once is... No, that's, that's, a that's a good one. That's a good one. Do you? What do you love about 2001 Space yeah, Odyssey? I'd love to know what you like about. I it. mean, I get the <laughs> appreciation of the Kubrick film, but 
I also the Cinnamon just watched Deeply it recently. Bored. I did just watch it recently. <laughs> what do you like about it? Um, part of it is I am not really the type of person to get particularly bored by movies. Ooh. And I also like tend to have like an appreciation of like almost historical value, I guess. Mm. So like like 2001 A Space Odyssey like created HAL, which is like, I mean, you see that like it everywhere. Right, like, that's good. The Portal games, for example, which, duh, etc. And I think just like the way it handled... The way it handled that, and I don't really mind the length, if that makes sense. Yeah. That makes it, put, kind of puts it over the top for me. Did it make you go watch a lot of Kubrick films? Yes, and I still like Kubrick films. <laughs> no, I like Kubrick <laughs> films. Okay, cool. Next. So, my name is Daniel. I feel a little called out here, because I don't, I, I've only really watched the Star Wars films, and now I can't choose the Star Wars films. But <laughs> you you can choose the Star Wars films. Just not Star Wars is one of the three. Like, you can't say all I, of Star of Wars. One of mine's going to be a Star Wars film. Like, if yeah. you pick three and went so you can Empire, like, Empire, Last Jedi, Jedi like, you no, can Skywalker. just list three Star Wars you films. You can totally do that. Totally. But oh, these sick. have to be your top three Star Wars of all nine. And don't I mean, get mad the, when we judge you when you don't pick. Okay. Ones we uh, like. I liked Star Wars three, uh, then Star Wars five, then Star Wars four. Uh, so, so the Revenge of the Sith. No, no, no. three would be oh, Empire, Empire Strikes Back Strikes and A New back. Hope. A New yeah, Hope. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Uh, I Empire Strikes Back is my favorite of all of them. My my children love three. I always I that was always my like that is my I don't like Anakin in three. Uh, but I do appreciate that it's a, for my children, it was like, ooh, this is a dark one and kind of. The lightsaber fight is pretty awesome in three. Do you guys want to go? I'm Adi, and uh, my top three favorite sci-fi movies are the uh, um, the Revenge of the Sith, the third Star Wars movie, Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi, and you know what? Empire Strikes Back. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've noticed that no one's putting The Last Jedi, which is a fabulous film, on no, their list. That, I know people make fun of that, but that's really one of my favorite ones. I think The Last Jedi is this episode eight is one of my favorite ones. That's pretty good. Now, so when you guys first watched Star Wars, did you watch it one, two, six at the time, I guess? You didn't watch four, five, six first and then one, two, three? Six. You start with six. You start yeah. with six. Yeah, because that's all we had at the time. Okay, okay. I used okay. to go to this uh, to the Hamilton Public Library bunch, and we just kind of rented out some random DVDs. Uh-huh. So I started with six, then I went to like three, then I four. Wow, <laughs> you got <laughs> around. Two and then one. At six, did you did you get the full story? You're like, yeah, I get this. Or was it a standalone I mean, film? You were like, yeah, that complex. I I think it'd be weird. It's just like I just watched the lightsaber fights, and that was really it. Yeah. How old were you? <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Did you get? Did you do one through six? I'm just always fascinated how how parents choose to introduce their children or children themselves introduce themselves to Star Wars. My parents never actually watched Star Wars. Never. Still to this day. Which is really weird because they are like at the age where it's like it is almost like an imperative to watch Star Wars. But I went about it like. Just in the way, in the order they came out. So I didn't go one. Th- I didn't go one through nine. I went four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's just how I ended up doing it. I feel like I almost wish I could go back and do it like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I get the whole like chronological effect. Mm. See, I like the machete order. What's the that's machete what I was gonna order? Say. What's the, the machete, machete order, order is uh, three, four. No, sorry, four, five, two, three, six. Why is it called machete order? I don't know. It has nothing to do with Daniel Trejo or no, no. Machete <laughs> doesn't show up in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> it's like every now and then. I, I just, just like machete. that it skips over one. You don't have to watch one. Dude, ever. one's not that bad. Qui Gon Jinn is the best Jedi Qui-Gon that's Jin ever existed. Is good, but I generally and that pod that race one. is awesome. No, yeah, the pod race isn't awesome. And so is Darth Maul. All right, Would you, you want to go? I'll probably. 
remember uh, a sci-fi film that I like better later today. But uh, okay. for now, uh, my top three are probably The Martian. Oh, Ooh, um, that's a good one. Star Wars, um, Episode Five, Empire Strikes Back, and this might be controversial, but I think it's a really good movie. Um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, oh that's, a, that's good a good one. one. That's, that's a good, a good one. one. Did it creep you out? It creeped me out when I was little. Um, I don't really think it creeped me out. I was just like completely immersed the entire time. It was really interesting. I was like, wow. Yeah. The psychology of it really fascinated me. That's, that's cool. Good. Okay. That's a good choice. Yeah. Big. Uh, and do you guys want to say yours? Sure, I'll go. I knew that you would. <laughs> uh, my name is Dave. Uh, I teach at school. And my uh, three favorite sci-fi movies that I can think of now, anyway, I was ordering them in my head. Original Planet of the Apes, which we just watched this morning here at the Esquire Theater. The Matrix from 1999. I'm a big fan of that one. And uh, WALL-E, I think, is uh, yes, it's a great movie. one of the best ever made. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a great list. My name is Matt. I also teach at the school. So I'm, I also have to put... Um, Original Planet of the Apes, which we watched <coughs> today, we, we picked it, so not surprisingly, it's the favorite for several of us. You know, also Blade Runner, and um, and then I'll go uh, maybe a little, like science fiction comedy and throw in the original Back to the Future. Oh, I dig. I like it. I'm Caleb, or Cinema Toast Crunch. I'm not going to go with my, I can't choose three favorites. I just want to choose three that haven't been mentioned, I think, that are ones that stick in my mind. Um... One is a movie called Strange Days. Ooh, um, that's a great movie. Which is a very <laughs> underrated movie that very few people saw that I think was kind of ahead of its time. It's hard Never to find, it. too. Never saw it. Um, one, uh, I would say, is The Last Starfighter. Um, that's going to be on my list. Just as a super, super fun movie. And then one, again, that sort of, I have a feeling it might not hold up that well if I were to watch it now, but Starman. Star, is that with Tom Cruise? Okay. Jeff Bridges. Yep. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. What's the Tom Cruise one? The Super Bowl. Legends. Legends or Legacy. Legend. Legend. Yeah. That's what I, I was going for ones that were un- unusual. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. It's just like in the days of Krull. Remember Krull? Yeah, I love Krull. Yes. Yes. All right. Let's all right, see what, what you got. Animated. Okay. So mine are obviously. They're em- all going to be in within the last decade. Probably. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Okay. Okay. So that's the one that's not in the last decade. Fifth Element. Dude, now all three of mine have been taken. I'm so mad at you <laughs> right you now. You know that's the, one know, of our favorites. I know. Fifth Element, also not in this decade. And then Blade Runner 2049 specifically. Oh, interesting. I really like 2049 one. a lot. So mine is definitely The Matrix, because the first time I saw it in theater, I left, like, I've never in left the theater before and saw it, like, a million times. And then The Fifth Element has always been in my top Boys. ten movies of all time. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's Bruce Willis. It has not aged as great. I was watching it with my children lately. I have a 13, 15, 18-year-old. And they're like, you love this movie? And I'm like, yeah. And my cat is named after But it Leo. does have um, Gary Oldman and Chris Tucker, and they're really fun in yeah. it. And then The Last Starfighter, which I always, every time I play a video game to this day, I'm like, maybe there's a secret organization out there watching me play this video game, and they see how good I am, and they're going to come recruit me. Oh so, Which, by the way, have you seen the preview for the... Um, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Turismo. Grand Turismo, that's it. Uh, where that exact same thing happens. He's so good at the video game, he obviously can drive real cars. Oh. It, no, it's I coming out. Classic. All right, so I'm just going to pick three that haven't been yeah, mentioned yet. It's going to be like Cycle uh, Gorman 7. Uh, one is Logan's Run. That is Ooh, classic is sci-fi. Great. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, um, one Star Wars film that hasn't been mentioned yet that's one of my favorites of the whole series, and that's Rogue One. Oh. I think Rogue One is absolute wonderful. Not Fantastic better than Empire film. Strikes Back. I'm sorry. 
I'm just mentioning ones I haven't I mentioned know. yet. And then for my Brad pick, I'm oh. going to say... Psycho uh, Gorman. No. Colorado Space. Resident Evil. Th- this, is, this is one that really gets me when I say this a lot, and that's Alien 3. It's my second favorite Alien film resurrection? behind Aliens, but I absolutely love Alien 3. I'm surprised you didn't 3? choose Resident Evil. I know. No. I was going to say uh, Pearl yeah. Harbor just as a joke, but no one would get it. <laughs> if you have some oh. additions to add... Just go to wearethecinemaguys.com and contact us. Let us know some of yours. There's also a phone number you can call, which is yeah, awesome. That nobody ever calls. <laughs> but you should just call it. Okay, prank. Justin, let's roll into Planet of the Apes. Can't help thinking that somewhere in the universe there has to be something better than man. Has to be. The words are Charlton Heston's. Get out a last signal. Your words, and we've landed. The world he finds out in the galaxy will challenge every idea you've ever had of civilization. A planet where man is the lowest order of living things, and the superior beings are apes. Okay, we saw plenty of apes. I have lots of thoughts, but I want to hear from Seven Hill students first. But first, I do have a question. Have you guys seen the three new ones? Or any of them besides this one, even the 2011 Mark Wahlberg one. 2001. Mark 2001. 2011 was when the new one started. I'd actually never heard of Planet of the Apes before we came here. Really? Before, and you guys really? just found out what you were seeing like five minutes before the film started, right? Yeah. yeah. I am very much on the outside of culture for this. I'd never heard of the film before I got here. Wait. So first reactions. You don't even say who you are. Did you like it? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good. Okay. I, okay. Is there any Three. news there? I don't think so. I feel like you don't like it. Did you like it? <laughs> I, I thought it was good. I thought it was just a little. Would you ever be hanging out with your friends, and be like, "Hey guys, I got a great <laughs> film. We should, we should all watch." Oh, I don't. I don't really watch that many movies, to be honest. But uh, I thought it was a little goofy, but it was good. I'd probably be in your camp. Now, it's goofy. Before before we dig into this one, would you have any curiosity to watch any of the others or read the book that this is based off? The of? books. Yeah, I just found out there was a book like I read the book. an hour I just and a half read ago. It a few months ago, it's great. Oh, goodness. And he said, no correct idea. me if I'm wrong, that the book is closer to the 2001 Mark Wahlberg one, right? The Mark mm-hmm. Wahlberg one, the uh, the Tim Burton movie, has uh, some similarities to the book that are not present in this movie. Um, but uh, a lot of it is not in any, and a lot of the stuff in the book is not in any of the movies. Got it. I want to read okay. it now. Yeah. So there was, uh, there's five original ones, and then there's also a TV series and an animated series. And though I think animated. this is true, the 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 way, yep. the reason they did the TV series is because there was literally around 20th century like so many of these ape costumes. Someone was like, "Well, let's just do a series," and they had written something else that wasn't ape driven, but they were like, "Well, we got costumes, let's make them all apes." <laughs> and so, and the sh- I don't know how long the show went, but I I don't remember. I remember being little and flipping through the TV and seeing that and being like, yeah, I don't want to watch this. That's all I remember. <laughs> the show, I think, was one season, and I hadn't heard that about the costumes, but it makes total sense. But the spaceship that was in today's movie appears in that Ooh. as well, repurposed as their spaceship. Oh. And it was the last time they used it. That's awesome. So, yeah, five originals, and then one spinoff that was all by itself. The 2001 which had, Tim Burton And that movie. one had a big cliffhanger, too. Like, it was like, ooh, a big surprise ending. And that one is more of like... Is it time travel? Is it something else? And if I remember right, there's even audio 
in the beginning that he picks up before he jumps of Charlton Heston or, or something connected to that. To make you think, like, is this in the same universe? Not in the same universe? Oh, we don't I know. didn't know that. Um, and then there's the three new ones with a fourth one coming. Yes. Out, which they're Ra- really, but they're way different. They're Rise, like- Rise, Dawn, and War are movies. I, I fought it first, but I rewatched them last year, and they're War for the Planet of the Apes is one of my favorite movies. I absolutely loved it. Let's hear from you guys, and you don't have to follow anything we've been talking about. Thoughts, all free for all themes, now. anything that you feel... This is what I want to talk about or what I noticed in this movie. Well, I, I feel like most of us, we, we, we were kind of discussing the movie a little bit beforehand. I think most of us kind of agree that what makes the film good is the way it handles its, ste- its themes, right? And it seems like science versus religion and subjugation and like everything. All of that is done really well. And that's what makes it such a well-respected film. However, in terms of the actual science element of the film, <laughs> it's not so uh, not uh, so up there. Give me some examples of where the science didn't match up. <laughs> so I find it difficult to believe there are flowers on a place where people don't know what don't know that flight exists, right? So I, I think I think it's like hard to believe that because like you need like flying insects to pollinate flowers and so the flowers can't exist that is true is no flight there's a big there's a big part of the film where the apes who have guns and lots of other technology Charles Nesson makes a airplane and throws it and they were like that's impossible flight but they have guns automatic weapons so what they're saying is they've never seen a flying leaf the logical development of the world does not make sense no no it does not like we don't know about (laughs) Star Wars explosions in space about so I, but that, that I kind of about this. I think there's definitely birds. Now I want to go back and rewatch it, only looking at the skies. Like, and I think there's definitely insects. But I think in their mind, they're very species driven. So they're like, well, that's just another species. But we, as the prime, we don't do that. Now, do you do you think <laughs> that's my way to explain around it? Prime. Do you think the guns, like, they're very against, like, you know, we we came from somewhere else, or humans were here first. Do you think at some point they found these guns and that's how they have guns but not other things? No, I think they made it. I think they made it. <laughs> they were different. They shot like pellets because it didn't really do any harm to the humans. Well, I mean, well, it, I mean it did, but not much. I mean, not, I mean, not as much as you would think. Not as much as you would think it would do. It depended where it hit you in the neck. If it hit yeah. you in the back of the neck, you were dead. But in the side of the neck, you just couldn't talk for a little while. So. Well, I did find that interesting that they, in the end, you know, his little diatribe, Dr. Zayas, is pretty like, hey, humans are violent, which was a pretty heavy handed message, and which is we can all look at that and be like, yeah, we destroy, we're violent. But like they still made guns and was shooting them at people. I'm like, you're kind of violent, too. But what else? What are some other science things? The, the flight one, I definitely uh, I caught on to. Yeah, a lot of critiques of it. And, you know. Yeah, we want to hear. This movie was made in 1968, so it's 55 years old. Now, you know, 55 years later, some of the themes in this movie, how do you think they connect to today? Or how do you think it would be different if it was made, say, the, for the first time today? I mean, in 1968, there was like much more like worry about, like, I, I assume, I'm not al- I wasn't alive, but like, I think there was more <laughs> worry about a nuclear bomb than there probably is right now. I think most of the people yeah. today just don't really care as much. Well, you definitely caught that. So, Planet of the Apes 2, the second one, spoiler alert, 
there there is a nuclear bomb in the middle of the planet and there's all these people that worship it. And so it's very, again, heavy handed message. Uh, <laughs> if you were going to say, hey, this movie, man, it was made for a point. What would you say that one point is? What do you think? Hey, because I saw like two or three giant things. Where I was like, oh, I never picked up on that. What would you say the point of the film is outside of apes taking over the world? I mean, it kind of varies depending on theme, right? So like, yeah. Well, what do you, what would you say as main theme? Main theme, I can't say. So I'm going to go with the easiest one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, it's resolutely a very like anti-subjugationist message, if that makes sense. I feel For Brad, because he doesn't know what subjugationist is, what? Okay. How would you define that? <laughs> okay, Brad. Because Brad doesn't. <laughs> yes, he doesn't know these things. I, I watch B horror movies. They were made for like twenty bucks. <laughs> um, well, I mean, basically, it's just like it's. I, I'd say it's overall pretty anti-racism for one. Now, in terms of how women are treated in the film, that's a different story. <laughs> but kind of wish the cinnamon was there; oh, she would have some thoughts. It's actually lack of women, anything. In the yeah, story. Lack, <laughs> lack of just women. Period. Yeah. It's normal. And they can't. Sixties. The best women are the ones who don't speak, who cuddle with you when you want. I'm saying this is what the film is saying. That's what the cuddle film. with you when you want. <laughs> yep. Um, they only listen to everything you say, and every now and then you have to smack them or pull their hair. Smack yes. them. Love they all, they yeah. also give you blood transfusions. Well, they yeah. they are good for that. <laughs> and they'll smile at you. After you teach them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's really how the film We love was. that. We love that. I, 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 I genuinely feel like the movie would probably have been better off without that character in So it. I'm guessing also yeah. it fails yeah. the Bechdel yeah. test. Oh, it definitely it, fails the Bechdel it test. It fails the Bechdel test. Well, I mean, Hard. it doesn't speak in the film. <laughs> I wonder what, that's actually a good question. I wonder what the point, was it just because, hey, we need a we need a woman in this film and you probably someone who's pretty because that's how they did films back then and they, let's put her in there? I think or? they accidentally cast her. <laughs> like, they forgot that she was in the film. Although her, her role of the very last scene of the movie is pretty pivotal, right? I mean, when Charlton Heston is looking up the bi- at the big spoiler... She's also looking at it and has no idea what it is. And I think that's kind of part of, you know, that the humanity has been broken down to what she is, this race of mute people that don't think and don't have the ability, really. And, um, you know, he's the last of his kind. It's like Dr. Zayas said, he's looking for his destiny. So until that point in the movie, I would say I kind of agree. Nova really isn't needed ever that I can no. think of. Mm. But in the very last scene, I think it was crucial to have her there. All right. Here's a question for you. So they put the Statue of Liberty in, right? So liberty, freedom, like obviously you're experiencing that throughout the whole thing. If you were going to pick one famous monument or symbol to have buried in the sand instead of the Statue of Liberty, what would you think is a good thing to stick in the sand? supposed to symbolize liberty or freedom or just anything i don't know no i think that's what i mean because that's what i think that no it could symbolize anything what would but what would you think if i'm making this film i want him to remember humanity but we're going to remember like the big boy statue or well i i I think this movie fast food at one time i think this movie put the statue of liberty because it's the most recognizable thing for them to be like oh i'm I'm still on earth like i'm on earth you know two thousand years later exact yeah. But I mean, that would only be an American focused. Well, yeah, yeah. It feels like the film. film what do you, made would you, what would you, what would you guys do? And it could be anything. It could be funny. It could be not funny. Abe Lincoln's head. <laughs> Abe Lincoln. Uh, spoiler <laughs> from, alert. The 2001. From Rushmore? Uh, from uh, uh, Mark like Wahlberg one. That's a monkey. Abe Lincoln, isn't it? Yeah. yeah that's what yeah, they have. Yeah. I saw that clip. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. A monkey, Abe Lincoln. I, I feel like for this film, I don't think there's. 
really much that works as well as the Statue of Liberty because it's like a recognizable and b it's like it it ties into the themes of the movie at least to some extent. So it's also really distinct. It's all yeah. That's the other thing. Like you can kind of just tell what it is like straight away. What did you guys think of the when he la- I never I never picked up on the scene until today when the guy planted the little American flag and he he had this huge giant laugh. What what do you think that was trying to say? I feel like that's a leading question. No, I really am interested <laughs> because I think it, what it might have meant then in 1968 might be different than what it means now. It just seemed like he was just laughing that the the. The lobotomy guy was uh, still so patriotic despite being so long, and it's kind of funny because See, like, they were that. still in America in the end. That, that, that's, 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 that's the most cruel irony ever. Because I was thinking, like, oh, how, like, I would think my dad would watch that film and think how disrespectful to laugh at the mm, flag. Yeah. But then everything I felt like in the movie was pretty like anti-capitalism and anti-like the way our culture is. And my, I guess my, it was a leading question because I was wondering if you guys, if someone laughs at the American flag, that's not a big deal as much now, right? So the last... Re- so oh, He was getting ready to talk. I'm reference. sorry. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. You can say whatever. <laughs> I'm just um, speaking on a lobotomy, so walk me through what that was. Was there a dude that had a lobotomy? I forget. So lo- I was just reading about lobotomies. <laughs> yes. there There is another one of his crew members that he... he eventually sees and he finds out they did brain surgery on him to make him where he's one of the so mutes the last, that doesn't speak So anymore. the last lobotomy was performed in 1967 and they were at, they were falling in favor in the 50s and 60s because anti-psychotic medication was making an uprise like in popularity. Um, so I wonder if there is some kind of commentary on lobotomies as well because it's like I mean if the last one was performed in 1967 that's real close. Probably when this was filmed. Yeah. So, was there one in the book? I don't recall any lobotomies or anything like that in the book. But that's interesting. I never heard that about last lobotomy in 1967. That could be that absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly portrayed as butchery in this movie. Yes. It's not yes. a good thing. No. And generally, they were used primarily on women. Was it a man? It was a man. Yeah, it, was a man. it was a man. So primarily they were used they're, for they're women who are legitimately like two female characters like, in this film. I think it was like 80% women, 20% men that got wow. lobotomies. So I'm a little curious. Why were they doing it on women? What I was wonder the point? why. I, I don't know. Why. I'm asking you. They you would talk. About it? Women would talk. Really? Yeah. They, like if there was there was a Kennedy, I think that she she would sleep around. And so they gave, they lobotomized her. What? Yeah. I had no idea. But yeah. What made you start reading about lobotomies? I saw a thing on Reddit, and then I just got down a rabbit hole. <laughs> In this movie, I just realized like, that the first woman, right, is a a sleeping blonde who yes. the next time she appears is dead. Is dead. Yeah. And she so she's them. asleep and dead. And then they make a comment basically about how the guys can't enjoy her anymore. Like, I forget what it said at we all laugh like, are you serious? Like, this is the dialogue. Well, she was the one woman <laughs> on the three. Uh, and then you made the point earlier too that she had a. Uh, it was her probably last name, but it was like a man's name. Yep, Stewart. 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 She's Stewart. Because at first, when they were like, Stewart didn't make it, I was like, uh, I guess that's the woman. I don't know. And then the next woman, she's a mute. She doesn't talk. And then you have one of the apes. She's a female, and she's kind of like pushing against them, but they they try to like. Bring her down, basically. Four females in the entire film, right? The one who died, Nova. There was like the nurse's assistant or the doctor's assistant. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then 
Zora, right? I mean, it's right? pretty typical Zora. for that time period, Zero. though, to not have good, strong good female. Person, right? Yeah, she's so good. Ape. Uh, yeah. She's the, the only gem. one out of all the male apes who saw potential in... You know, Nova, I just realized, Nova spelled backwards. Avon? Avon lady. That's <laughs> a thing. <laughs> it's like, a thing. It was a thing, probably in 1968. <laughs> I'm actually interested, did you guys pick up on that right away? Like, man, this is a odd treatment of women in this film. Yeah, from like the second like Stewart died, it was like, okay, this is where, this is. How I'm this glad is. that we have a younger generation of men who are recognizing bad representation <laughs> of women in film. Right. Good job. Sid Maiden knows I wouldn't. So you wouldn't. Yeah, so this is a serious question. So when you look back on a film like 1968, do you watch it and be like, "That's just how films were made, and that's just it," or like, "Oh man, this this is just another example of how people were <laughs> always <laughs> subjugating women." I just use that word. First time I mean, ever. I think I look back on it and I just am like, oh, well, that's tracks. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I really would. I never picked up. I mean, I, I don't watch that movie a lot, but I was like, oh, geez, this is crazy. If you watch any film, even in the, like the 90s. Oh, yeah. Terrible well, because it seemed like it was trying to be, for lack of a better word, I hate using this word, but like a woke film. Like, hey, man, with these anti sort of American or anti human like violence themes. It's just interesting that that wasn't even a theme at the time. I mean, when anything. was the Bechtel test in like? Oh, way after nineteen. Like, yeah, way after. Yeah. So if they weren't even recognizing and paying attention to making sure that two female leads are talking to each other about a, not a man, they're not going to try to make the films. Every one of that. the female leads can talk. <laughs> yeah, no one ever yeah. speaks. Yeah, right. that, that's, that is the thing. There's like no way for the film to pass the Bechtel test. Yeah, there's one. Yeah. Can you say what the Bechdel test is for our students? Oh, um, the Bechdel test, I think that you – I want to quote it. Well, I think it's – there has to be more than one female lead. you know it, yeah. And they have have to talk talk to each other outside of the uh, masculine character. So they have to have their own conversation. And not about – And it can't be about his situation or whatever's going on with him. Yeah, basically you summed it up. Yeah. Just like – generally, I think the way – the more common wording is just like if two – if two women are in a film and they talk to each other about a thing that is not a man, they pass. Yeah. Oh. And like yeah. most Disney films don't oh, pass and, it, right? And they, and they, and they like have to have names, et cetera. So yeah. like they have to be like to be at least reasonably character. like acknowledged characters in yeah. the film. I'm sure too, like just random side characters probably talked at some point. Exactly. Not in the The original Disney. Star Wars films only do one not pass and yeah. the prequels barely pass because in episode two, there's one part where Amidala speaks to Queen Jamila about like the droid army yeah you know what i mean like but like basically the star wars films until ray came along (laughs) yeah just you know the female character was written as a female rather than a character but when were they but they were made around that time period right no of course and i think movies now of course usually write women differently and there's more women involved in movie making to be frank back then it was a boys club yeah Mm. i just want to throw out that Nova is only named by Taylor. She doesn't have her own name. She doesn't speak. He names her. What? I never picked up on that. Yeah, he calls her Nova. Nova is Latin for new, and that's the feminine. So the new woman, basically. But the new woman does not speak. We just got principled. We did. That's awesome. (laughs) You got English type of smoked salmon. (laughs) And backwards for the Avon. And backwards for Avon. And a car. (laughs) The practical effects. What did you guys think of that? Like these actual costumes? Uh, no, there's no CGI, right? Uh, well, the Statue of Liberty was probably CGI'd in there. So well, they don't have CGI. It'd be a matte painting. No C. Would it have been yeah. painted? Is that what it was? Uh, a yeah, painted? probably a matte painting. Yeah. Matte painting that they would 
they would super. So they didn't even have it. it. They weren't doing like any sort of. The computers weren't really around then, man. Ow. NASA? Yeah. Even NASA. I think that universities and things. How did they do credits? When NASA went to the moon in 1969, they didn't have a. There were no computers on that spaceship. Wow. Nothing that matched the My phone is more powerful, I think, than that. that Oh, absolutely. Yeah. A a Casio calculator has more computing power than anything that was on the spaceship in 1969. That's what about a- that movie, Hidden Figures? When would that happen? <laughs> uh, that was around that time, and they remember when they said take this down to the computers. Yeah, they ran it down. They, they were to the humans, but then they worked on the computers. computations. But then they they created. She right. she worked on the IBM yeah. over time in the seventies, and that giant mm-hmm. computer that was in that room. Mm. Uh, there was nothing like that on the spaceship in 1969. Yeah, but stuff like that did exist in the 60s. How did they do that? When a movie was made, no movie set would have access. That's to what I was yeah. wondering if, because that computer existed. Did they How did they do the credits I mean, over uh, the uh, like actual film? I think, they, I think those were just like film. It certainly they, wasn't computer aided. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, I mean, no. They, they like, typewriter. Basically, they they would print it on kind of like a. Like a, a clear thing, and it, they had a thing that would what? crank it, I mean, and it roll, like roll it through. Just right? in the fact that. that your mind is blown. I know. Tom, <laughs> Tom and Jerry, Mickey Mouse, those yeah. were. Did drawn. you guys know this? The first CG effects know. in a film didn't happen until Sherlock Holmes. I think Alien Three. No, I think it was Sherlock Holmes or the Abyss. The Abyss was the first like yeah, real um, like moving stuff, character, yeah. but Sherlock Holmes had the stained glass character was one of the first. Or the Last Starfighter. Well, the Last Starfighter had CG oh, yeah, Last in Starfighter it. Yeah. Has some computer effects in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The I think the, the flower. What the was ships. it called? The when it went into crazy mode. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I think, so. <laughs> but that also might have been animated because, like, for example, I think. I think the black hole is animation. When they yes, show the black like hole that. is all practical green scene, like but, models yeah. and stuff. Yeah. All right, we're putting kids to sleep here, guys. I know. Um, <laughs> what? All right, sorry. We're going back. Practical effects. What did you guys think of them? Did you like it? Did you feel like it? Man, I, I believed this world or what? I mean, they were decent. There was a scene where, like the like the couple of like the ape couple, they like tried to do a kiss scene, <laughs> so they just mashed the two rubber masks together, and it, it was a little, it was a little goofy. But you know, oh my god, that'd be I'm, terrible. It was, I mean, it, was, weird scene. it was fine. Um, how do you think it worked? Did they have did some connect to their jaw that let them talk, or was it just always moving? I don't know. No, they had something connected to because even to their lips, because it was able to somewhat curl a little bit when they do like O's and, and stuff like that. But mm. it wasn't perfect. But for 1968, yeah, I say the this was like, like pretty solid. We're like very solid, just at least for like 1968, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool. Um, it was looked better than a lot of sci-fi movies I've seen after that. It looked better yeah. than a lot of movies Brad watches now. So. <laughs> um, Not wrong. Where it's was true. It Do we know where it was filmed? Death Valley, right? Was it? Is that right? I don't know, I don't know for 100%. We didn't do our research before. I thought before. you said that, right. I did, but That's, I just made that up. Oh, I was oh. like, yeah, that sounds right. I have no idea then. That's, That's good. Funny. So in the 2001 version, they make them very ape-like to, as well. Um, yes. But they're a little bit more animalistic. So they still have like the strength of like an ape now. And they could like jump really high. They were still really like um, archaic in their like technology, but they're like they. I, I liked how they did it there. Whereas the new ones, they're becoming more human like again. So they walk normal. Yeah, they do. California, Utah, and Arizona, according to this, with desert sequences ah. around Lake Powell, Glen Canyon huh. National Recreation Area. I wonder why they chose to settle in the arid climate 
and not try to find some place that had a little bit more. Is there uh, anything else you want to talk about about the film? Uh, oh, I do. Oh, so I want to tell you real quick. So my favorite thing about the Planet of the Apes series, this one, is that if you watch all five, it's like it's it all comes back to each other. And so it's it's kind of hard to power through five of those. But if you can, like, and if you don't mind me spoiling it, um, the second one, the whole planet blows up. Like, it just, you're like, okay, I guess that's the end of the Planet of the Apes because it all, blo- the nuclear bomb goes off. But you find out in the third one that uh, I think it's, V- uh, it's Zira, Zira, and one other scientist, and another. It's not Cornelius. No, it's Cornelius okay. and Zira. Yeah. Uh, so they they got in Charlton Heston's uh, original craft and escaped, and so they land in 1970 whatever. Uh, you know, our world, and everyone thinks they're like this. Uh, they're on talk shows, and they're like uh, celebrities. But then at the end of that one, they have a baby, and then the world starts freaking out. Like, well, we can't let these things like mate. So they murder the baby. But what you find out is that they switched the gorilla with a average zoo gorilla. So like Harambe got murdered. Oh not, Harambe. Not, not, not talking smart. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> well, then hold on. So Why then would the, you do that? Well, so in the next one, you have this ape that's in a zoo and they think it's Harambe, but really it's a smart it's ape. It's not Harambe. Well, whatever. And uh, the, But it's really a smart one. And then... At some point, it's I don't really remember. A smart one, <laughs> smart one. But uh, at some point, they don't. Apes become like almost like robots to like they're butlers and they're like shopping for people and you know rickshaw riders and things like that. So basically, slaves. And then the smart one's older and he says no for the first time, and they're all like, "What? They can talk?" And then there's a giant fight and battle. And it gets real bloody. And then in the end, I think you end up finding that. The uh, ones they start mating, and there's something that leads it. I can't remember what you might remember more, but it leads it right back to Charleston Heston's like era. So it's like a big, it's like 12 monkeys, like a big circle. Yeah, it's a little cyclical. It's good. Yeah. The, the other movies are good. This one's the best, but I like the yeah. whole vibe. The second one's hard, but the rest of them I think get better. The second, the word nuclear bomb thing is they second like one's worship fu- it. Second one's fun, but three, four, and five are actually good movies. Yeah. The only thing I, we're not, we don't have to talk about now, I, I thought re- like religion tied to Americanism, I thought was really interesting. Uh, how like they, they weren't separate in this, where they're thinking now we would, or at least I would separate those things extremely, but then it was all tied together because they talked about religion and patriotism and all of it as one. So I think when he laughed at that American flag, he's laughing at that whole system. Um, but he's also not a nice person. <laughs> No, no, he's I not. Really not at all. Like, he's not nice. No, he's, he, I bet on <laughs> Earth he was a jerk. No, no one liked him. He didn't like people. He's like I hated people. Uh, no woman would love me. Although he made love lots of times, he yes, told us he did. But now there's only one option, and he, he actually, said that? Yeah, yeah, he did. He, says, <laughs> he has like a couple like monologues where he's talking about him being a stud. Of course, the ones that player. talk about it really yep. are. But oh yeah, even, yeah. Anyway, so uh, anyways, that's we, unless do you guys have anything else that you want to any, add? That any we didn't final talk, thoughts that you want to add? Like, to hey, you missed this. Planet of the Apes. Are we good? I, I do want to thank the Esquire for doing this, thanking you guys for inviting us to come do this whole Planet of the Apes thing, and thank you for coming on our podcast with us. Yeah, this is awesome. Hey, before we move on, I want to tell you about a fun promotion we're going to have here real soon. We're going to have some Blu-rays for Dungeons & Dragons to give away. Make sure you watch our social media. Bring home Dungeons & Dragons 
Honor Among Thieves on 4K Ultra HD today. Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez star in this hilarious and action-packed adventure where a band of unlikely heroes must undertake an epic heist to retrieve a lost relic. By Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves on 4K Ultra HD and get over an hour of bonus content. This movie is hilarious and one of my favorites of the year. Watch our social media for an upcoming giveaway. But let's roll into at-home recommendations. What's yours, Ashley? What are you watching? Silo. Oh, on Apple TV. Have you guys watched Silo on Apple TV Plus? Speaking of sci-fi. It's a sci-fi show. Rashida it's a Jones. book too. Yeah, I read the book. I've not watched. You the like show. the book? You watched the? Oh, you probably know. Don't tell me anything, because I, I have no idea where it's going. Yeah. yeah, I haven't watched the show. I've read the book. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I bet it's. Going, I, bet I bet the bet world's really poisoned. That's my guess. Is yeah. that it's really poisoned. Don't don't let him answer. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to answer. Okay. Something you have to experience. It. <laughs> I think it's really poisoned. Also, yeah. Um. Anyways, you guys got any? What are you watching at home? Um. Nope was really good. That nope. Nope is good. Nope. Do you, what are you watching? Anything? Um, I'm not watching anything. I'm just listening to the recommendations. <laughs> Ooh. That's good. Uh, I mean, recently I watched the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie with some friends. Did you like it? It was good, yeah. Uh, it, was a little, <laughs> it was a little more brutal than I thought it'd be, but yeah, it was pretty good. What do you think of this phrase? Best trilogy of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Physically hurt him. I love it as a trilogy, and I think it's great. Okay, mine. Uh, I'm rewatching Arcane, which is probably which is I I think I think it's sci-fi. Is Arcane I sci-fi? So. I would yeah. say so. I'd, 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 I'd say so because of the techno- technology stuff. So that's really good, and it's like probably it's like one of my maybe like two must-watch TV series. Ooh. Probably best animated show of all time. Yeah, could like BoJack Horseman might outdo it, but like oh, I didn't even watch BoJack Horseman. Horseman. Oh my god, it's it's good. Okay, <laughs> it is good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying it's really boring. To be honest, looking at me, you ready? You ready for mine? You guys have anything that you say you get as a must watch? I've told this group this already. I'm rewatching um, Battlestar Galactica, the Ron oh, D. Moore Battlestar Galactica, which is so good. Did you ever watch the follow up series? I never watched it. Uh, the, Caprica. 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 I didn't like Caprica. I didn't watch it. But Battlestar Galacta is fantastic. I'm excited for the new season of Black Mirror. Mm. Yeah. We watched an episode of that yesterday for our class. Yes. It was great. Which, which one? Which one? Oh, yeah, which episode? Nosedive. Uh, Nosedive, the one with Bryce Dallas Howard and the rating <gasps> system. Oh, that's, that's a, a great one. one. That's a great one. You said yeah. curse word. I told you. Sorry. I, I haven't watched that series. Uh, my favorite was the one with the earpiece and they could... The grain? Yeah, the grain. Um, I liked the... Um, uh, the angel, archangel, the one where like you could blur out whatever your kids saw. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah like one. yeah. Man, that show is so good. Now you uh, are you ready? You ready for you this? Black Mirror? No, I never watched Black Mirror. Of course Black Mirror. you didn't. Of course you don't watch good TV. <laughs> That's because my recommendation is from Tubi. <laughs> the it's called, thing that no one's heard of. It's an animated movie called pa- Postocalypse. It's from the co-creators of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So if that uh, helps you set up everything. It is a pot, all the gluten in the world has been taken away in this guy. We oh, basically turns that's pa- your recommendation. You oh, it's hilarious! Me? Hilarious. Brad. He creates a pasta army that kills people and he's trying to bring gluten back to the world. It's so funny! So, so funny. You 
That's not really <laughs> you your have favorite a problem. Thing. Oh no, it it is hilarious. Brad will watch this like ten times too. Yeah. Like no, yeah. I really <laughs> no. enjoy it. Seriously. I did. I did. Well, again, thank oh, you. I guess I just won't say mine. I thought you already said yours. I did it. I have one more recommendation. Oh, we have. Oh, one. and okay. One. This this isn't this isn't cinema, but it's a sci-fi book, so it's on theme. Project Brad Hel- doesn't read, but we do. He yeah. does. There you go. You guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Project Hail Mary. Andy Wire. Ooh. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I own that. I haven't read it yet. You, yeah, you need you yes. need to read it. It's okay. like okay. There's another there's another but Andy Weir book the that I read. Reference. Uh, okay. That's good. I need some good book recommendations, especially because you read, read. Did you like Scythe the series? Oh yeah, I loved that series. I need another Scythe one like that. Good. All right, what what is well, yours, instead Justin? Of, I was going to do Silo, but instead I'm going to do Miss Davis. Um, I don't know if you've seen. It looks weird, and I've had like my rule is if three people recommend it to me, then I'll go watch. It. And three people were like, "Hey, you should watch it." It's kind of quirky, but it's about a. <laughs> A nun who has to, like, given a mission by this AI to save the world. And it's silly, but also really good. It's a little violent, but uh, it's worth watching. I think it's good. I'm only two episodes in, so so far I think it's good. I don't know how it ends, but that's mine. That Andy Weir book, is it related to Artemis? I don't think it's not related. We should do books. You guys guys came alive with books. I like like Artemis a lot. Thank you again for having us, you know, do this Planet of the Apes with you. Thanks to the Esquire for hosting it but we'll be back soon with a new episode just make sure you subscribe and you'll never miss it and until next time maybe we will see you at the movies Okay, we're going to talk about the movie now. We saw 1960. Well, hold on, hold on, I mean, oh, hold on. Oh, sorry. We're transitions, Justin. He's, he's transitions. The book owner, Jeez. Not you.